Welcome to the embodiment of sex, where we experience life through pleasure. Here we dance with the fires of desire in order to rekindle, recreate, and rebirth self. Join Sunshine Ryan and a few fully embodied folks as we dive into intimate connection with your unique creative sexual flow. Join us each week as we laugh and explore sex, self, sensuality, and learn to embody our sex like we never have before. Here's Sunshine Ryan. Hey, hey, what's up? It's me, Sunshine Ryan, and you are listening to The Embodiment of Sex. This week, we are going to get into what is intimacy. (laughs) And I think as soon as I say the word intimacy, I automatically shift my mind to sex, obviously. Uh, I think think when when I think about that word... I picture in my mind the idea of um, bodies coming closer together, bodies mm, (laughs) exchanging energy, um, bodies coming close, right? Like the touch, the sensation, the chills that I feel pulsating through me. That's usually what I think about when I think about the word intimacy, However, intimacy doesn't actually have to equal sex. And intimacy in itself goes so much more deeper than that. When it is missing in our, it will often disrupt uh, the relationship dynamics. Uh, When intimacy is missing in the relationship, it creates fear, obviously. So the thing is here that people thrive off closeness to each other. They thrive off the closeness of being with others. So although intimacy is usually referred to um, towards romantic relationships, it can be any type of close relationship. It could be between friends. It could be between a parent and a child. It could be between siblings, sharing sibling love. But today, I'm going to focus on four specific types of intimacy that we can create. So there's actually 12 different types of intimacy that have been considered uh, not that one is a greater than or less to, but these ones uh, <laughs> I kind of just gravitate to a little bit more. And so these are the ones that we're going to talk to talk about today. And the four that I chose are going to be experimental intimacy, emotional intimacy, intelligent intimacy, And of course, my favorite, sexual intimacy. (laughs) So before I explain these, uh, a few different concepts just flow into my head. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, (laughs) I'm going to relate this to uh, this idea. Like, have you ever wondered why a single parent or even a married parent could be surrounded by children all day 
uh, or even surrounded by her husband all day or vice versa, wife, spouse, whoever, um, but still feel completely lonely. Or or the other concept that kind of is floating in my head is like uh, the idea of famous people, like they're they're constantly surrounded by supporters. They're they're surrounded by fans, and they can totally still feel empty inside. And I think this is because intimacy, on some level, the need for closeness, the need for that intimacy, is not being met. Uh, <laughs> And this is reminding me of like the last years of my marriage. Uh, I mean, we would go days, months without speaking to each other. It was very transactional and there was no intimacy. There was still love in the relationship, right? There was still love for each other as human beings for who we are, but there was no connection and there was no intimacy. We were not meeting each other on any level, not emotionally, uh, not intelligently. (laughs) So... Uh, let's go ahead and just dive into a little bit of what these are. So the first one that I'm going to start with is going to be intellect, intimacy. And I like to think that my intellect is fine. No, (laughs) I got a beautiful mind. No, (laughs) but I consider this the place where the minds meet. This is the place where you can share Uh, in a safe space, what your mind is thinking. You can speak, right? You can, you can voice your thoughts. You can share concepts. You can even find yourself expressing differences. Differences. I hope I said that right. (laughs) So I like to consider this intellect intimacy as just the expression and the listening and the exchange between both the giving and the receiving of the intellect of another human being and of ourselves. That weaving, that exchanging, that give and take of the minds. So we can be turned on in our intellect. A mind of another can turn you on. Maybe it's how they listen. Maybe it's how they react. Maybe it's because they're non-judgmental. Maybe it's because they're freaky. I don't know. (laughs) But I do love this, this idea of intellectual intimacy. And I, and You often will hear that phrase, right? Like, turn on the mind and the body will follow. And I like to say that is true, but at other times I'm also very animalistic. I'm like, ooh, he's hot. Mm. (laughs) Feed me some meat. No. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I'm like, ooh, can we have a conversation? After I eat, right? Can we talk after I eat? Okay, I'm done. 
<laughs> the next one I'll go on to is experimental intimacy. And I love this concept and this way of connecting. Uh, and this is where you build a bond by creating or experiencing or using each other's actions and teamwork to basically dis, uh, achieve a desired outcome. So a really good example of this is like building a craft together. And I always joke, like when couples get together, they should have to put up a ceiling fan <laughs> or like build a crib together or build something that's like somewhat difficult. I feel like this is a really good way to <laughs> see how the other deals with stressful situations. And this is kind of getting off topic, but I always have this. I've always said like, like find something that you need to build together. And if you make it through the whole build and you're still talking to each other and you're still getting along and you're still laughing, then that's a pretty good connection that you have with that person. <laughs> If the opposite is true, like if you do the <laughs> if you do the craft or the or the building project or whatever it is and you hate each other at the end, that's also a pretty good indicator that, you know, this is not gonna work. Uh so I do love the idea of experimental intimacy. And and then the other thing that comes into my mind is like a father and a daughter or a father and a son. Or shoot, a mom and a daughter, mom and son, it doesn't matter. But just building like a, a project together. And when the kids are younger, it could be small, like a birdhouse. But those times together create the memory, right? Or the time that I drove <laughs> all my children across eight states. Like that really bonded us together. Um, and that was a really great adventure that we shared uh, so, you know, like going camping, doing a trek, going water rafting, doing all these things, just having something where you're like trying new things, building new skills. Um, that's a really great way to just build that intimacy in the relationship. The next one that I'm going to talk about is going to be emotional intimacy, Emotional intimacy is a big one for me. And this is the place where you feel safe enough to express what you are feeling without feeling like the other person is going to retaliate on you, uh, hate on you, punish you, shame you, right? It, it's a place where you can express yourself freely, all of the emotions you're feeling. <laughs> and those being received. Um, I think I even would say, you know, the feelings that... <laughs> what am I thinking about right now? Usually you have about three friends. <laughs> I got about three friends. 
<laughs> but these people are close, right? And you can express anything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fabulous, the ecstasy, the mm, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you can express all of these things. And the person that you express these to, they just listen. They still love you. Maybe they give advice. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just listen. Maybe they just hold the space. Maybe they just go, are you okay? Or maybe they go, was that amazing, right? But it's that ability to be able to exchange the emotions freely. And this is another really good example of like, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship because the per- the people that I probably share myself the most with are all women and we're all really good friends. Um, and my kids. My kids know my emotional intimacy <laughs> because we share it within the household. I know how they're feeling. They know how I'm feeling. And so we have that strong bond, that strong connection of being able to share genuinely with each other. And the last one that I'm going to speak on today, the one that we all know and love, (laughs) is sexual intimacy. And this is the one where people... Um, (laughs) this is the one where we allow ourselves to be open. We allow our bodies to be seen, the flesh to be touched, to be licked, to be kissed, to be tickled, to be adored, to be worshipped. This is where we let out our sensuality where we explore different sexual activities. This is where we're comfortable in our sex. And we're comfortable with asking for what we want, what we desire, what we need. And that, to me, is the greatest sexual intimacy. You know me, I love to go deep. I love deep connections, friendships, romantic, romantic ships. (laughs) So intimacy is something that you build slowly. It's a gradual process and it requires the time the effort, the opportunity. It requires the communication. It requires... You know, uh, most relationships are based on the depth of intimacy and how close we feel towards our significant other. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think they just think like, oh, well, I love that person. But actually, it's how do you connect with that person? What experiences have you had together? What 
what kind of conversations have you shared? What feelings have you expressed with each other? That's what brings you close. That what that's what brings the foundation of the relationship is the intimacy. Let's provoke that. Let's 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 bring that out in the relationship. And and you can do this with anybody. It's going to look in different ways. And it doesn't matter what it looks like, just as long as the connection is present. And it's there and, and you feel it. <laughs> so when I talk about intimacy, I feel like we also need to talk a little bit about why we fear being intimate. When we know that it can make us feel powerful when we know that it can make us feel loved, when we know that it can make us feel secure in ourselves, in the relationship. Um, In my mind, intimacy is very close related to or equal to the word vulnerability. And I know that that word alone carries a lot of weight. Vulnerability can be scary. And people will avoid or they will fear the intimacy because they don't want to be vulnerable. There can be different reasons for not wanting to be vulnerable, for not actually wanting to be seen, even though probably deep down being seen is exactly what we want to be. But there could be abandonment issues. There could be a fear of rejection. There could be control issues. There could be PTSD of some sort. There could be past abuse. Like we don't know what the person has been through. Sometimes we do, obviously, once we get to know them. (laughs) But this fear, um, if this fear is so disabling that you are having a hard time just relating or connecting to people, then I would reach out for help. I would reach out for for, for, <laughs> for professional help. Um, because the fear of intimacy is often related to and linked to the increased feeling of loneliness. So I encourage you to embrace being intimate in all its beautiful aspects that it can be experimental, intelligence, emotional, sexual. And if you want to learn more about the different types of intimacy, do a Google search. Look it up. The information's out there. There's so much information. So as we open the door a little more, and a little more, and a little more. (laughs) And we allow the intimacy to flow so we can start to feel it a little more. I just suggest that you be patient with yourself and that you move slow, creating one, maybe two opportunities at a time. 
each time peeling a layer back, each time going a little deeper. Start with easy stuff before diving into the soul-shaking shit. (laughs) Unless you're like me and I'm just like, let's do it, let's bring it. I'm not here to play. Right? And I highly recommend that you learn how to express your needs, your boundaries, and your desires without feeling shame and without feeling guilt. And that's a huge one. You have to know what you want in order to express what you need. (laughs) Isn't that funny? And a lot of times we don't know what we want. So sit with it. Start to notice. Make a list. And that kind of gets me back to the pleasure, right? Make a pleasure journal and, and write it down. This feels good. I want more of this. This, however, this doesn't feel good. I don't need more of that. <laughs> Lesson learned. Moving on, right? So I feel like intimacy is the golden ticket to the depths of ourselves, for sure. Being intimate with someone really opens you up to see who you are, to see your truth, to see your beauty, to see your impact. That's what intimacy brings out. It brings out closeness, not only to another person, but to ourselves, to your soul. And the more intimate we are, the more we can share these moments with someone that we love. Mm. I am Sunshine Ryan, and you can find me at sunshineryan.com, or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sunshine Ryan Tantra. And I am also on Twitter, but not making a big impact. (laughs) And that is under embodiment of sex. Maybe I'm going to jump on the bandwagon this summer and blow up. No, I don't know. (laughs) We will see. I want to thank you guys for listening and have a beautiful, intimate day.